I would only put Smash a little bit lower on the list because I feel like Smash is still growing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like it's not at its full potential. Agreed. At its ultimate potential, if you may. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Games Podcast. My name is James. I'm Leo. And I'm Justin. And we're uh, here. Hey, guys. Hey. Hello. What's going on, guys? It was it was quite a uh, predicament to get us to this point. Yeah, so many yeah, reschedulings yeah. around the holidays, and oh my god, yeah, everyone's been very busy for the holidays. Uh, speaking of which, we have a programming change. On the last episode, we promised we'd do our games of the year and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. We really want to get John back on the show for Jedi Fallen Order, so we're actually going to delay that show. Uh, <laughs> But we have something extra special uh, in store for tonight's show. We're doing Minecraft mm-hmm. and our top five games of the decade. Of the decade! Decade! Whoa! <laughs> yeah. So, and then uh, next episode, we'll be, we'll be back to our, our, our normally scheduled Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Should be fun. Yeah. So yeah, uh, look, looking looking back on on Minecraft uh, all these years later, uh, wh- people still what, play what this I, game a lot. Yeah, I know and people still play. And this especially, game. I, I, and especially this year, there was like a huge boom for it. Mm-hmm. Is it just a bunch what, what, of like kids like playing this game now? Is that why it's so popular? Oh, it's so oh, huge yeah. with kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, now it's a mobile game, and Windows made it like mobile friendly. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, you got a bunch of kids playing it on their phones, and I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it really. I feel like initially when it launched, it appealed to a lot of people like us, who were like, you know, and they're like late teens, like adult teens. I mean, but and then like early twenties, and then it, I, yeah, I feel like like the the audience was was us because it was like a big like oh look at this thing I made in Java and like it was this huge Java yeah, or not a lot of people running, knew about running it. my own server or whatever like, yeah yeah and then like yeah ever since uh pretty much ever since it was you know a couple years into the game and then Microsoft ended up buying them out yeah the, the it seemed like the younger audience appeal grew on the game yeah I guess that was about the same time yeah yeah. Uh, it's good marketing, you know. Yeah, that's what that is. Yeah, I noticed the big like resurgence in Minecraft this year. Do you guys know what caused that? that yeah, that like. What do you mean? I don't know if it was like a graphics card thing. I think like I don't know if that was one one thing I had heard. Was like Did they put out an update. The, I think they updated it, and they were supposed. I guess like quality went up, and I I don't know, like. Yeah, there was like a huge thing. A bunch of streamers this past year like started to stream the game a lot. Uh-huh. Um yeah, I I don't know. All I know is like and I know you watch him too, Vinny. Uh mm-hmm. one of the streamers we watch is like he he put on a bunch of like really fancy shaders on his mm-hmm. because he had a new upgraded graphics card. 
So I'm not sure if there was like a whole big update with Minecraft or what the deal was. Yeah, uh, I, I, <laughs> we are unprepared. We haven't done our research. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually, I haven't, I, I picked up Minecraft on the Switch, uh, which, <laughs> the Switch controls are like not ideal. I'm so used to playing it on PC where you have like a free look mouse and like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah, know. That, was, that, that was about to be my question. Like a lot of kids are playing this on console. I, and yeah. I was going to ask you, like, how did that play on the Switch? Because, like, I can't imagine playing this game with a with a controller. Yeah. yeah, it's not super. It's not super great. Um, like, the mouse and keyboard to me is the ideal way to play Minecraft. Uh, just I do want to play most games, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, accuracy, man. Yeah. Well, most first person shooters. Let's just say that FPS. Yeah, sure. Point there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Minecraft is like a first person game, yeah. and yeah, it's it's a lot easier to have. Anyway, yeah, it's it's not ideal on the Switch, but. I, 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 you know, I played, like, the basic loop of Minecraft where, you know, you get your tools and you survive the first night and you you build your first house and you put the bed in it so you can pass through the night. And, like, I did that whole thing and started getting the bigger materials. But it seemed like it was, like, largely the same game. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, ever since Microsoft bought... Uh, Mojang, the studio that makes Minecraft, it, it seems like uh, updates have been like very, uh, whatever, just very small incremental updates, like no- nothing huge. Yeah. Seems like there hasn't been a huge big update for the game in a long time. It was a lot of tiny things, like yeah, it was we, added up, right? Yeah, it just over time. So you know, obviously, there's more backstory to it. There's now like creatures, and there's like villagers, and there's witches. And, like, there's new kinds of dungeons now. Um, there's, like, an underwater dungeon you can go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, a whole thing you can get to. Uh, isn't, like, it wasn't one of the big things after Microsoft bought them, like, you can fly around. You can get wings after you, you defeat oh, the dragon. Oh, shit. I did see Vinny <laughs> yeah. had wings on his thing. Uh, which, yeah. like, I was like, what the hell? Is this a mod? Or is this, like, something you can do now? Yeah, no, that that's definitely new. But like all the stuff you said, like the villagers and the witch and the underwater dungeon, that that uh, when I was playing the game last, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago, actually probably longer than that, uh, all that stuff was still in the game. Uh, but it was just surprising to me that yeah, it seems like uh, not from my perspective anyway, like not a huge, uh, nothing game changing has been added. It seems like Microsoft's. Uh, mission has just been to stay the course, which whatever I mean, it's been working out. Yeah, they say uh, it works. <laughs> I think the, probably the most important thing that Microsoft has done is just market it to a younger audience, get it on a bunch of different platforms, and like they're just kind of guiding it from a more business perspective. I think it's reaching a lot more people now, obviously. So mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they're doing something right there. Was there a thing a couple I, years ago where they promoted like a VR thing that was going to happen with Minecraft? Yeah. Well, that was they they showed I think at one of the E3s they showed a demo for the Microsoft HoloLens. Oh right, yeah, um, yeah, that was it. <laughs> where a, they had like a, a fail. Yeah. I I don't think the HoloLens ended up going anywhere. Uh, <laughs> uh, like I, Microsoft I, trying to jump on the v, the VR game. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh or AR, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh I don't think that HoloLens went anywhere, but um yeah, it uh, <laughs> You're right. I think it's it's just been Microsoft just uh, kind of staying the course and just kind of uh, guiding the game along the same trajectory it's always been on. 
But yeah, I think one of the like most exciting things to me is uh, how big this game is with um, like a younger generation, like kids yeah. ten and kids ten and under. Like Minecraft is huge with yeah. kids ten and under, and has been for the last four or five years. And that's like that is exciting to me because there is going to be you know. 10, 15 years from now, there's going to be an entire generation that grew up playing yeah. Minecraft that is yeah. now going to be, like, entering the games industry, right? And right. getting jobs in the games industry. And that's exciting to me. Like, oh yeah, pe people who grew up with a game who's, like, uh, like, one of the core tenets of Minecraft is just creativity, really. Just, like, making yeah. stuff. Uh, and I think that's exciting to have... Um, those people be guiding the games industry in the future well that and just from a more a pure socialistic standpoint like i'm excited that society is at the point right now mm. where if you're like an adult you know and you have a child in roughly that age range like you could be sitting down and playing minecraft with your child like what a right. time yeah, to be yeah. alive mm -hmm. you know yeah um, yeah it's amazing and i'm just i'm hoping that that continues couple more years so i can get a little leo running around and he's like dad please play video games with me like oh man that would be so much fun you know? <laughs> yeah but then you're gonna bust out this like really old ass game they'd be like what the hell is this <laughs> but that's the thing it's like it was it's the perfect it's like the golden era right now for like father son gaming because or father daughter you know because right. um because the game that we played so much of is so loved by kids that age like yeah, makes makes me wish I had a kid like eight years ago, so that yeah. right now we'd be playing some Minecraft, which would be epic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> your 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 kid might be like, I want to play like VR. Uh, oh yeah, shooting whatever. Oh like, wow, we'll yeah. we'll talk about that when it comes to endorsement. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Screw <laughs> Minecraft. That's like so ten years ago, Dad. Whatever. Like, Dad, come on, put the chip in your brain. Come on. <laughs> I, I can't wait for that stuff, man. Hack into the Matrix. Come on. Yeah, to where like your your glasses are your game console. No, oh, well, yeah, that's kind of what uh, the Hololens was. Oh no, of. yeah, it was a good idea in theory. Hololens, it just mm -hmm. didn't pan out. Yeah. Well. We're we're not quite there yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't I don't know what else there is to say about Minecraft, and I feel like you don't even have to explain what that game is. I feel like almost everyone. Like, moms know what Minecraft <laughs> is because they have kids who are playing Minecraft. Like, you don't... Okay. Here's a question. You know Here's a mean? good question. Yeah. Here's a good okay. question. What... I want each of you to go and tell me what is the one most creative and most epic thing you ever saw created in Minecraft. Oof. Let's start with you, James. Okay. Uh, a A... There was, like, videos where someone built a very basic computers in minecraft oh, yeah. so they had like they built like a cpu with like like a memory cache and like a register and it had like a bus and everything yeah. it was like insane That's um crazy. and i it was a very basic cpu but I, I i think they had like you know they showed that they could make calculations and whatever um incredibly impressive mm -hmm. uh, what about and you those Justin? got to the point where like they started being able to make calculators and Monitors yeah. and everything, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like they could like display pictures. I remember that they can like have it yeah. render photos. Yeah, 
It's nuts. All right, Justin. Uh, mine would be roughly on the same uh, the same spectrum. I saw I actually saw a video the other day that kind of blew me away. Where you, do you guys remember seeing the video of like the guy with like that wooden marble machine and he like spins the thing and the marbles start dropping and he's like making music? You ever see that? Oh no. no. Uh, well, it's a it's a popular thing. It's like this big fucking machine that all it's doing is moving marbles around. So essentially, okay. someone built that entire like music making machine in <laughs> Minecraft. I mean, obviously, they had to do it in, like, the free mode where you can fly around and stuff, but, like, it was yeah, yeah. it was pretty amazing, and, like, he was going around and flipping switches just like this guy was, and it was, like, changing the music and the beat and all that. It was pretty pretty freaking cool. I mean, I've seen a lot of crazy stuff done in Minecraft, but that, like, that one kind of made oh, me... Oh, so this was made in Minecraft? Well, the original thing was, like, there's this guy on... There was a, this video on YouTube. It was really popular where a guy comes out, there's this big, like, weird-looking machine, and he starts to crank the machine... And marbles in the machine start to move. And then he's able to, like, flip switches and cause the marbles to start dropping on, um, like, chimes and stuff. And, hit, and hitting, like, like little drums that are off to the side. And it starts making, like, an entire song. And so pretty much someone did almost that entire thing in Minecraft. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. All right, Leo, what was the most impressive thing you've ever seen? Okay, this goes way back to the early days of Minecraft. Like, oh, pre- right. mm-hmm pre-official release back when i first was watching videos of it this guy built a one for one scale replica of the starship enterprise yes i remember that oh that's still to this day when i think of like what is minecraft that's where my mind goes Mm -hmm. that doesn't sound like a lot when you say it out loud but like when you watch the video of this guy's walking from one end to the other and it literally takes him like 15 minutes just to walk from one end of the spaceship to the other, like, yeah, that was incredible. All right, what is your favorite thing you personally have built in Minecraft, Leo? Um, I built a really, um, really, really dumbed down version of this um, guy. There's this video I watched of this guy launching sheep with uh, <laughs> TNT blocks. <laughs> Did you uh, see that? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So I, I remember that. I think I, I remember that. I think I just watched him. He explains how he built it, and I think I put together a really primitive version of that. It didn't work as well as his, but right. I was I was somewhat proud of it because all the use of like uh, um, like switches and stuff to drop the TNT and stuff. I, don't know, I was I was impressed with myself. Did nice. Did you actually get a successful launch? I got like a. It, did, it w- didn't look anything like what his launch did is the problem. Like his, basically he launched a sheep and it went like a, around the world. Oh, shit. Um, mine, like, I don't know if it, just the TNT was too far or something. The sheep launched like a few feet or something. It was, oh. it was a. So I built in Minecraft the, my favorite creation is if, uh, I know uh, you two have, but if anyone, any of our listeners have played The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, uh ganon's castle in ocarina of time is a floating floating castle that floats over a pit of lava uh which i create recreated in uh minecraft uh now the other thing i did is i made a bridge going to the castle uh but i made it out of like the redstone things such that i could flip a switch and anyone who was walking on the bridge i could just drop them into the lava uh, which is fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you had like a little throne, I remember. 
Yes. Like yeah, sitting. Yeah, it was all flamey and uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what um, about you, Justin? Mine's mine's tough because I also from the Ocarina of Time. I built the Temple of Time. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. really impressive. Yeah. And yeah. then I also had the Temple of Time. If you walked into the you know chamber where the Master Sword was, you would drop down into what was supposed to be the Sacred Realm. That Sacred Realm eventually got blown up by creepers, but nonetheless, there was a Sacred Realm. <laughs> Those damn creepers, man. I think that was my fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, was trying, I was trying to show off your Sacred Realm, and <laughs> creepers blew me up. Yeah. Yeah, so... So, on that note, the server, and I had told you this, James, is still alive, yeah. still going. That's amazing to me. I cannot um, believe it. Yeah. It's amazing. I like. I was like, I wonder. So, I checked, and sure enough, the server was still going. And so, I went down and checked my sacred realm, and yeah, it was it was pretty blown up. <laughs> there were, But the problem was, yeah, there were fucking creepers and zombies everywhere. That was just a big old, like monster spawn of a room i made and it was horrible so um but yeah all that stuff all that that entire server's there i made like majora's moon for majora's mask yeah um i also uh i i put your face up i remember that oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> i don't think i saw that yeah 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 i, yeah. I um, go back in there yeah no I'll, I'll share the server's still going um see well, can i just point out that this conversation right here is the beauty is the beauty of Minecraft. Like, just the fact that like we have this server from years ago, and we can just talk about these this different time in our lives and all these creative things we did, and you know, yeah. just the camaraderie and the memories. Like, that's what's all about, man. Minecraft. Yeah. Minecraft. Yeah. Fucking Minecraft, man. Like, even Fucking though, like Minecraft, man. In your mind, you kind of want to be like, oh, it's. Yeah, it appeals to kids now, and I shouldn't be playing it. Like, I started playing it again, and sure enough, like, the game's got me. Yeah, ad- the game's, it, the game's the got game's me addicted still really again. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a solid, awesome. solid game loop. And then yeah. you know what else? Minecraft really paved the way for like a whole new genre of game. You know, there's been dozens of these kind of survival games that yeah. have spawned mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. original mm-hmm. formula of Minecraft, like. And there are some of them are just are real big hits too, like by their own right. Um, mm-hmm. But like Minecraft is what really started it all. Is that concept of survival, collecting your own resources, yeah, like building you got, a safe shelter. You got games like Subnautica came out, which was more based right. on an underworld survival yep. craft game, on, underwater and stuff. Yeah. And then you have the games that really took the concept of the creepers and the nighttime zombies and stuff, and like basically made you turn that up a notch and was like okay let's go like full horror survival now it's like yeah make it as scary as possible you know um it's really it's a brand when a, when a game can create a brand new genre of game you've got a masterpiece in the works there yeah you know? mm, i would agree yeah. I, I I think so, those yeah. survival games were around before minecraft but minecraft definitely made them popular yeah but also but the interesting thing about Minecraft is there hasn't been any other games specifically like Minecraft that blend the survival elements with like the creative elements. Yeah. You know? True. true. Yeah. There, there hasn't been a lot of Minecraft copycats in that right. That's yeah. true. I mean, technically there are, but they're all those are they're, <laughs> I uh I watched uh one of my relatives uh kids play that 
on and uh, play. Uh, what's that? What's the one block game? Uh, what's it called? It looks like Legos, but it's like Minecraft esque. Uh, there is a Lego. There's like Lego Worlds that looks like Minecraft, and it's actually a licensed Lego game. Yeah, but there's another. There was another one that launched like kind of near Minecraft, or like a couple years after Minecraft, trying to like appeal to being was the new. Three? Huh? Oh, was it 3D or 2D? It was 3D. It. Oh, I can't remember. It's something blocks. Something. Something blocks. Oh, Roblox. Is it Roblox? Roblox. Oh yeah, player. Roblox. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure if I was mixing. Up. I was thinking Roblox, and I wasn't sure if I was mixing up the big blocks that kids play with or the game. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Roblox is a thing for sure. Yeah, so that was like a big uh, creativity you know, creativity it, it world. Very, no very survival really, yeah, other no, than yeah, like yeah. there's like servers and multiplayer, and you can go and be and like I see it what it is now, and now it's just like it's mayhem. It's mayhem to where like yeah. there's so many mods put on to these different servers that you can like fly around like a superhero and you can shoot lasers and it's like okay that's got a little out of control <laughs> yeah that is that is big now just modding the hell out of minecraft but yeah that that there hasn't been because like usually when a game like gets big in the games industry like every company tries to copy it and come out with like their own version of it or whatever. Yeah. That like that like weirdly didn't happen with Minecraft and I'm guessing it's because it's so hard to create a game like Minecraft to have a game engine that allows you to like uh f- like <laughs> form build and form and craft uh stuff the way that Minecraft like it's hard to make an engine as flexible as Minecraft's. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that that's was why I'm guessing we haven't seen a lot of copycats. Yeah, that was the one thing Majin got right was that it. Yeah, you you can't. It's so it's so it's a lot of freedom, but it also it's just challenging enough to where it feels like a you know like a good game, but to the point where like ah if you know if you've gotten down to where you can survive well and you don't have to deal with fighting all the monsters all the time, then like yeah you got like an exploration element. You have the whole, yeah, the creativity element, and all of a sudden you're building, like, a fucking castle as your fortress, uh, which I'm doing in my playthrough right now. Um, nice. Uh, yeah, it's just, like, all that, it just hit all that so well to even where the additions that they had onto the uh, game were, like, if you didn't, now if you don't sleep, like, for a couple days, they have, like, the, the weird uh, bird things that come down and attack you. I don't know how long that's oh, been Oh, that's game. new. Is that that's new? That's new. Yeah. I, that's very new. I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's, that's a thing. So if you don't sleep for like a couple days, then you start to experience these birds who come out and will attack you. Um, oh, no. Bird hallucinations. Yeah. Oh, no. They're not... They're, they're, they're called something. They're like... They look like... Uh, they have like green eyes and they look like almost like mana rays flying in the sky, but... That's creepy. Yeah. So that's the whole thing is like you have to sleep in the game. Um, but I don't know how that would translate to, like, a multiplayer setting. But I know, like, Minecraft's online multiplayer has changed a lot um, mm. since, you know, the Microsoft buyout. And now their big thing is you can buy, like, a subscription service to play Minecraft online with people. What is mm. it? Like, I think it's Minecraft Worlds or Realms or Minecraft Realms, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a whole new element to that. But I... Eh. The, the game, the, those don't take away from the game, is the point I'm trying to make. Like, so all the new little things that, like, either Mojang before Microsoft or Microsoft after decided to, you know, 
push into the game. The game still is pretty pretty fluid in what it is, and it's like a perfect little formula for uh just for fun. Indeed. Yeah, man. Minecraft. It's good. Uh any anything else on Minecraft? It's good. It is good. I would say, like, if you if you were considering replaying Minecraft, going like, man, that I got that Minecraft itch, but ah, I'm an adult. Like, I got a real job now. Like, I can't play that game. Do it. Just play the game. Yeah. Because I'm sure yeah, you had an account. Yeah. Your account still works. You may have to go through, like, a step to convert it to the Microsoft account, but nonetheless, if you, if, if you listener, are thinking about <laughs> playing Minecraft... Go out. Just just play it again. Bring those memories back. Bring it bring it all back because I I guarantee you you'll love it. Just don't, you know, don't abuse your other responsibilities as being an adult, please. <laughs> or do. Or <laughs> don't pay your bills. It's okay. Just play Minecraft. Play Minecraft instead. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um this podcast is brought to you by our patrons. Uh, thank you, extra, extra special thank you to Lars Mortensen and Fair King. Uh, thank you guys, uh, and if you, listener, uh, want to help us, uh, help support this podcast, you can do so by finding us on Patreon at Good, Patreon at Good Games Cast. Uh, your, uh, patron money helps us, uh, pay for the software that we use to host this podcast. Indeed. Uh, So so thanks again to our patrons. And if you, listener, have any questions or suggestions for topics uh, for our episodes, you can also become a patron and uh, suggest episodes. Uh, But if you have any questions, uh, so far our... Our email address is not linked behind our Patreon or anything. So if you have any questions, please email us at goodgamescast at gmail.com. Um, yeah, that's it for our uh, self-endorsement. Uh, are you guys ready to do our top five games of the decade? I've never been more ready in my life. I'm, I'm, no- All right. I'm nervous. <laughs> All right, well, you- <laughs> Leo's very ready, so yeah. let's kick off with Leo. Oh, just okay. Um, yeah, yeah. What's okay. your number five? Let's Mine... let's go. Let's go five, four, three, two, one, and then okay. we'll do a group project at the end and narrow it down to a community of you know community built list of five. Okay, yeah. good because okay. I really put these five in here for a specific reason for each one. Okay. So my number five goes to Pokemon Go. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, and he that's a good th- one. This is a tricky one because. You know, from a from the game development perspective, like yeah, you know, it's respectable. It, it didn't really have a whole lot to offer, at least in the beginning. Um, I think now they've done a lot of updates to it, and I haven't revisited it. But the the main reason it's in my top five game is because this game, more than any other game in the last ten years, brought together the world like nothing else I've ever seen before in my life. Like. Yeah, everybody was fucking playing Pokemon yeah. Go. People were yeah. dying. They were just crossing the street trying to catch <laughs> Pokemon. Like People, that one weekend where literally the entire world was playing Pokemon Go. That was so surreal. Yeah, like the, insane. When that, that fake launch or whatever, like the pre-beta launch or whatever that happened, and everyone started like pre-downloading it. Yes. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was absolutely insane, dude. Like 
people at work, my CEO was just like walking outside. Like no one ever sees him, but this one weekend, you know, their one week during work, like everyone was like outside walking the streets. Like people who don't walk ever were just outside. It was insane. Yeah. I was like, what is our, going on? Yeah, it was, our it workplace, was weird. our workplace had two Poke stops in it. So like yeah. people would just like pull up <laughs> into our work parking lot. <laughs> And you'd, you'd know what they were doing because they just pull yeah. up and then like five minutes later they'd leave. Yeah. And, you, and that's the thing is you always knew. It's like you would, yeah. you'd find someone else in the same area and you'd see them looking at their phone. And then you'd, you'd look up and, and, and you'd make eye contact. And it's like, like, I know what you're doing. Like, you know? <laughs> like, don't try to It was crazy, it. man. That game was just like from just a society, just a social perspective. It was just like nothing I've ever seen before. So it's worthy yeah. of a top five spot. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, my number five is this. This one's kind of a personal one for me, uh, just because like this game series has like dominated so much of my video game playing time. Uh, my number five is 2018's Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this this was like the first game in the series I've been like really, really, really excited about in a long time. Uh, because I was I was a huge Super Smash Brothers Melee fan when Brawl came out. Brawl was not super great from a competitive standpoint, and that's kind of like the that's the lens I view this game through. I like playing this game competitively. Now I also just love like, hey, let's have a bunch of friends over. We'll you know get drunk and have snacks, turn on all the items, and go crazy. Like that's also fun. But also <laughs> I like to play this game competitively, and Brawl. 2008 Super Smash Brothers Brawl was not a great competitive game. Um, neither, and this one's more controversial. Neither was 2014's Super Smash Brothers for Wii U yeah. and 3DS, whatever the hell they call it. At the the Smash community just Smash community just calls that Smash Four. I didn't like a lot of the mechanics. It was definitely a more competitive game than Brawl. I didn't really like a lot of the mechanics, and the other big hurdle for this game was it was on the Wii U. Yeah, and I I didn't own a Wii U until like way way late in the Wii U's life, so yeah. like I never picked this game up. <laughs> so um, when Smash Ultimate came out, there was a lot of uh, mechanical things I did like about the game. Uh, it it improved competitively uh, a lot of things from Smash Four, and it also has like we're like on like eighty characters now. It's got like the most characters, the most stages, the most music. It's just the ultimate every, cast of characters. Yeah, it, it's just <gasps> that's everything. Why that's, it's called ultimate. Whoa! <laughs> Holy shit! It's just everything that's great about Smash from all of the previous games, just jam packed into one yeah. game. Uh, yeah. And yeah, and this culminated uh, last year, or well, this year, I guess. Still, we're still in twenty nineteen as of this recording. Uh, yeah, I competed uh, in Smash Ultimate at Evo 2019 and did shockingly well. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and we'll do even better next time. I don't know if I'm doing Evo 2020. We'll, we'll see. Well, but, we won't um, do Evo, but you'll, you'll continue to do well in the competitive scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 2018 Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is my number five. Gotcha. I will also say that Super Smash Brothers 18 Ultimate is also my number five. <laughs> Nice. I decided Super to Smash keep. Eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, twenty eighteen. I know good what you game. Meant. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> sorry, I am exhausted today. I'm just gonna put that out there. Um. Uh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Smash. Uh. This Smash game is really good. Uh. Everything yeah, James nice. said, I also agree with. 
I mean, there's not much I could really say beyond what he just said. He uh, he gave the game all it needed to, all it needed. So uh, yeah, yeah. My number That's five good. is also Smash. It's a good game. It's a good game. Yeah. What you got on your number four, Leo? My number four goes to Player Unknown's Battleground. Ooh, um, okay, yeah. interesting. And again, every game is for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, this game was not one of my favorite games um, in terms of its development, its its overall feel. It felt a little bit chunky, a little bit clunky. Um, but this game was significantly important in that it perfected a genre similar to how Minecraft did for the survival game mode. PUBG introduced the world to the Battle Royale game mode, and that led to Fortnite, which is now arguably the greatest, most played game in the world right now. Yes. Um, So, you know, I I think everything is owed to PUBG. It's a very significant game of this decade. To me, it's arguably the best Battle Royale game, you know, on the market, but I guess that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fortnite owes a huge debt to PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was another one that um, that came out after PUBG. I don't remember the name of it, but it was it it was like the same thing. You're dropped in a battleground, but there was more of a crafting element to it. It wasn't well, Fortnite, Fortnite, but no, no, it was like one where like you're literally like dropped down. You're pretty much butt naked, and you pretty much have to go around find like pieces of stuff, create your armor, then like create your stuff. And there was like I forgot what the name of it was. Um, well, there's so many. That's the yeah, thing. There's so many. Yeah, there's yeah. so exactly. many battle royale but yeah, it, games. Now. It took the PUBG elements and yeah. added a lot more crafting elements. And then I felt like then all of a sudden we saw Fortnite, which Fortnite yep. had both the battleground and uh, crafting elements now. To yep. where I don't know. Yeah, but yep. yeah, I would agree with you. That's a good. That's a good choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many, so many of the battle royale copycats now, which is what I was saying. Like, it's weird that we never got Minecraft copycats. Well, it's not weird, but yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. Uh, my number four is uh, 2015's indie game darling Undertale. Uh, yeah, Under famous. Undertale's uh, a very pleasant uh, RPG uh, made by just one dude. Uh, Toby Fox made, uh, like, probably, well, I don't know, most of the game anyway. All of the all of the music, all of the, you know, all the writing, uh, game programming, a, a lot of the artwork. Uh, and it's, uh, it's really cool to, like, I don't know, it's just, uh, it's a good one. It's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to say about Undertale. Yeah. It's... It's it's hard to discuss Undertale without ruining some of the like surprises on why it's so it's okay here here you go it's a very funny game it's like always <laughs> yeah. it's like always surprisingly funny um like there's a lot okay like one of the like w- one of the very simple gags in the game is like you're early in the game you're like walking through this sign or you're walking through this the snow. And there's a sign in the snow, and you read this sign, and it said, uh, warning, ahead, dog marriage. And you're like, what? And then if you go back to read the sign again, the sign just says, yeah, you read that right. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, yes. Yeah, that's, good. that's good. Good, good, yeah. good. Good joke, Undertale. Good yeah. one. There's there's so many instances of that kind of humor uh, in Undertale. Yeah. Uh, it's a good game. Uh, it's my number four game of the decade, Undertale. Okay. Yeah. Um, I put my number four as the game we have just discussed for a half hour, Minecraft. Um, there you go. Yeah, nice, Minecraft's nice. definitely, uh, 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 hit, you know, we obviously gave it justice. It's definitely something on my list. I played a lot of that game, uh, more than I would like to admit. So, yeah, Minecraft is my number four. Nice. Solid, solid. Uh, <clears throat> my number three... Um, for reinventing what digital card games look like, uh, I'm going to give it to yeah. Hearthstone. Yeah. That's a good uh, one. That mm-hmm. that game again really set the precedent for you know uh, so many like online TCG card games now to the point where you know my favorite uh, <laughs> tr- TCG card game, Magic the Gathering, f- fell behind. It, when Hearthstone came out because so many people fell in love with the formula that uh, the team at Blizzard put out. Um, competitive scene is huge. Um, yeah, they did a lot of things right. So, Yeah, I was surprised that Magic the Gathering wasn't um, like on top of that. So I'm like, oh man, oh, people really love this shit. It's like, yeah, it's like we see it now being popularized like several years later. Yeah, it's like no, where, all where sorts have you guys of been? Games that followed the formula and like, I mean, now Magic is just getting to the point where they're like, oh yeah, let's make one like that. And so Magic Arena is a thing, but it's basically very Hearthstone like. Yeah, because um, they really perfected that formula. So yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? I'm I'm gonna call a shot here. I think in the next decade, uh, digital card games. I can see that getting huge. I I, I think uh. there's a lot of innovation yet to be done in digital card games. I can see it. Yeah, because well, like I, it, you have to take in consideration, yeah, people don't like like actually meeting up with other people. So imagine, yeah. imagine you could just you know you just hop online and randomly get a person you can play with, or you have your like group of friends you can play with, and you guys don't have to be near each other and visit at a store or go to each other's house. You can play like online whenever you want. You know, I'll, that, that, I'll do you one better. I'd like to see some VR card games. Oh, that'd be interesting. Basically, that'd be interesting. Basically, a tabletop simulator kind of thing, but like really well done. You know, like the way VR is getting now, it's like they infer lots of actions based on your movements instead of yeah. like literally tracking your fingers. And when you, if you would use that system to kind of perfect grabbing cards and placing them and like a certain effects happening or whatever, I think VR card game could be pretty cool. So, pretty much Yu Gi Oh, right? Like the anime? No, no, no. Just, you know, I don't know. I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking more of like a. Hearthstone in a 3D space with like a table, you know. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, kind of like VR chat, and then you're sitting at a table right. playing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. like, yeah, I'm thinking Yu-Gi-Oh style, where you're like in like well, a why not? Yeah, we can go full Yu-Gi-Oh on it too. Yeah. and you're like right. thrown yeah, down, and the creatures out are the coming table. out. Sure. Yeah. yeah, we could do that too. And then you get Whatever. thrown to the shadow realm, and all of a sudden your life is at stake. I, I, I have seen this was actually a fun fact. This is with the Hololens. I feel like this episode is brought to you by Hololens. But I remember. Yeah, seeing, why are we randomly talking about the Hololens a lot? I know, so much. <laughs> but I, but I did see a video with the Hololens where someone created like a Yu Gi Oh style game where like 
they had cards in the air and they could see them in augmented reality and they could see the monsters popping out of the cards as they were just walking around in their front lawn with the HoloLens. So. That is cool. That is cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, like I said, I think in the next 10 years, that's going to be one of the... At the if we're all still around talking about video games in 2020, I think we're going to have games of the decade. There's going to be a digital another digital card game on there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. My number three is 2017's The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, oh. This game... Uh, was so incredibly innovative it took the very established legend of zelda formula and said actually uh fuck that shit and then threw that shit out and then adapted the legend of zelda into like an open world uh like borrowed some of those minecraftian survival elements a little bit like open world stuff pulled a lot from like Skyrim. Western games, yeah. Sky pulled pulled some stuff from Skyrim. Pulled some stuff from Assassin's Creed. Pulled some stuff from Minecraft. Pulled like it was very strange seeing Nintendo, this very established in traditional Japanese country, pulling a company pulling from all of these like Western games uh, for what turned out to be, in my opinion, uh, the best. Legend of Zelda game in the series and one of the best games of the decade. Yeah. Um, Breath of the Wild was just I don't know the the right combination of all of these game genres uh, at the right time. Yeah. Uh, Let's not I'm forget super... it also pulled from cooking games because that was eighty percent. Yeah, fun. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cook, cooking and crafting is yeah. definitely a big thing in, in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> no, really uh, fantastic game for sure though. Yep. That that is my number three. I'm excited for the Breath of the Wild sequel too. I I want to know. Yeah. I want to know what we've learned. What what were the lessons learned from Breath of the Wild, and what <laughs> are we going to improve on? Yeah. 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 And, and to be honest, uh, speaking of like games that really started like a new, like really built like a new uh, genre, like built it up to what it's going to be. I noticed like after Breath of the Wild, there were all there was this like influx of games of doing open world. Uh, mm-hmm. Having like yep. an open world yep. to them, like a huge, and not just not just an open yeah. world because obviously we've had Skyrim and whatnot, but like I mean, like having huge open worlds, like um, even like Kojima's uh, uh, Death Stranding is like a huge yep. open world, and so it it almost like Breath of the Wild showed people that like hey, people actually like it when there's a big huge world that you can explore however the hell you want to, and develop yeah, and game but developers the, the secret. The secret to that is is it's not like just a huge open world. I mean, it is a huge open world. Yeah. But like, there's so much interesting shit in that map to find. Yeah. Like, ex- exploration in Breath of the Wild is so fun because there's so many cool things to find in that big map. Yeah. Uh, my number three will be, and I guess you can include both its its first launch and its predecessor is Mario Maker. Oh, nice. Fuck yeah. Mario Maker. Very fun. That And the thing was, okay, with Mario Maker, we were like, okay, is this going to be good? Because we've always wanted a game where you can craft your own, like, Mario World or even, like, your own Zelda World or whatever the hell. We wanted something. And I know there was a lot of, like, um, people online who uh, modded, like, Super Mario World where you could uh, create your own levels in that. And, of course, Nintendo at that time was really trying to... Uh, put the kibosh on that and make people stop but they launched after they launched Mario Maker which was very 
a very pleasing Mario level making game. Um, I, I say both of the games because I feel like the first game, obviously its launch was on Wii U. Again, a console that not a lot of people were very receptive of. But Mario Maker, I felt like, was like like the selling point of the Wii U. <laughs> people went like, oh yeah, I really want to try Mario Maker. Let me buy a Wii U. Um, yeah, yeah. But like Mario Maker 2 now, which came out on the Switch and is always getting improvements, I feel like just took Mario Maker 1, ported it over to Switch, and just said, hey, we added a bunch more shit. <laughs> and voila! Yeah, and so... Now people like it. Yeah, so I, I, I really view the games as not, not being, quote-unquote, the same, but being, um, uh, you know, like, just one... It's just The second one's just an improvement on the other one. So it's really just the an evolved version of the first one. And it's getting more updates. Like we just had the uh, the Master Sword update, where now you can get the you can uh, spawn up the Master Sword and uh, play like Link with actual swinging sword in the game, which is amazing. And um, bombs and arrows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the games uh, the game's becoming nuts with the things, and of course. Nintendo's finally getting in the online game, which is great. I don't know what the where the hell they've been in the whole time, but um, they're like you know they're pushing updates to games, you know like with Smash and with Mario Maker. You're getting like, hey, this week we're gonna launch this fucking amazing thing, and everyone goes, holy shit, I own that game. That's amazing. So it's it, so Nintendo's finally like getting to that point, and they're doing it very well. I gotta say, they're really they're really building up the hype real good with these games. That's the way to do it. Uh, but yeah, my number three is Mario Maker. Good pick. Um, my number two, uh, James have already talked about, goes to Zelda Breath of the Wild. Nice. Uh, for all the reasons he stated, it is a good game. So, number nice. two, Breath of the Wild. All right. Um, all right, my, my top two, I feel... Very, very strongly about. So when we get to the collaborative session, I'm going to fight real hard for my top two. Uh, My number two is 2011's Dark Souls. Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I knew that was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Speaking of, like, I don't know, games that, like, upended the, like, games industry. Like, when... Okay, actually, you know what? When Dark Souls came out, uh, nobody's really talking about it for a long time. It... It, for a long, for years, for like the first year or two, it was a very niche game, right? But yeah. that game developed a community that wouldn't shut the fuck up about how great <laughs> that game was. For for good reason. Uh, and like the noise and the conversation around Dark Souls just got bigger and bigger and bigger. Eventually it allowed From Software to make Dark Souls 2, Dark Souls 3, Bloodborne, and now this year's Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, but... I, none of those games, to me, are as, like, as good as the original Dark Souls. Like, there's something just amazing about, like, the way the the world is laid out. Like, the level design in that game is so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of the enemy design, like, especially some of the later enemies, you just... Like, the enemy design gets so wacky and creative. You're just like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm fighting yeah, like, right now. This weird thing flowing insane. tentacle veins and yeah. like, weird, like, like four-legged animations where their legs are all, like, nasty looking or they're spider-like, but they're like a wolf or something. It's like, yeah, I, I love the Dark Souls. Like, yeah. 
but yeah, there, there's there's so many like this game really started this huge conversation about uh, difficulty in video games because this game is notoriously difficult and extremely punishing. Uh, started a, a you know a whole a whole whatever um, it kind of revolutionized like. 3D action combat in in video games like a lot of games are now looking to Dark Souls uh, when they're like hey how do we make a really cool like 3D action uh, whatever sword type game uh, this year's Jedi Fallen Order is very clearly influenced by Dark Dark Souls yeah um, and like also like from a storytelling standpoint there's been games like Dark Souls lore is like. Uh, notoriously like mercurial like it, it's very everything is just told to you like nothing is told directly to you you have to infer a lot you have to you know kind of fill in a lot of the blanks in, yeah. in the world building and the lore of Dark Souls and there's been a lot of games that have copied that aspect of Dark Souls as well like 2017's Hollow Knight is very clearly, uh, from both a storytelling standpoint and a gameplay uh, standpoint, very influenced from Dark Souls. But yeah, just uh, a very important and influential game, 2011's Dark Souls. Okay. Solid, solid pick. Um, that was number two, right? Yeah, we're okay. Yeah, we're on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so my number two is one James has already talked about yet again. Uh, my number two, I put at Undertale. Oh, nice. That is my number two, and hopefully I can do this uh, with, I can do more justice to it. <laughs> uh, that game, I would say, is memorable. Like, hmm. that that's one thing I would put on that game. Like, even though it's arguably, like, it's not a lot of game, as, you know, and, you know, as James said, it was only developed by one person, Toby Fox, you know, with the help of some others but he he primarily made all the music he made all like the the levels and the idea and the whole thing but like undertale i cannot stop thinking about that goddamn game that yeah. game always comes into my head and the music i can't get away from like i'm addicted to the damn music of that game i forgot to mention how good the soundtrack is. oh the soundtrack my is oh good, my god actually. it's yeah. it's amazing it like oh yep. uh, <clears throat> it's it's i i i keep going back to it granted like i <laughs> i uh i rebought it on the switch and i played through uh -huh. it and everything and i was like you know what this time i want to try the genocide run i don't want to do the genocide run anymore no no i hate no, it no, no. i hate it no it's terrible yeah i hate game, it so much the the game like makes you feel terrible when yeah. you do the genocide run yeah oh i, I enjoyed it yeah they make it, he, That's but, the only way to play but the great it, thing too opinion. is like if you go on the genocide run, like uh, he made it so that it's extremely difficult it's to get through hard. it. It's very um, hard. I couldn't finish it. Yeah, that was my problem is I couldn't finish it, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, you know what, I'm I'm happy with my happy memories with this game, and uh, <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely if you've never played Undertale, that's definitely a game you should try. I feel like a lot of people. Like especially like streamers don't want to play Undertale because that's like the big, like schlocky. Sorry, noise. That's like the big, uh, like oh, you gotta play Undertale and all these references from Undertale and streamers tend to avoid it because it's kind of like that whole, f you know, game everyone gravitates to. But I feel like we're at a good point where Undertale came out long enough ago 
where you should be safe to play it now to where you're not going to look like one of those because there was like there's like a weird audience that goes with that game and there's people who have made like weird backstories or they've made like news stories i don't know Undertale. That game does have a lot of weird fans. Yeah. Yeah. Undertale created a huge uh, weird fan base. <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, overall, it's good because it means people really like the game. They really like the story. They really like the characters. Even though the game is also like almost like a parody game, and it's also very fourth wall breaking. But uh, it's just it's it's such a good game. So yeah, yeah I my good number game. two is Undertale. If it's a good nice. game, it's going to be on this podcast. Yeah. Ooh, look at you. You are the Good Games Podcast. Ooh. All right, what's, what's your number one, Leo? I, I don't know. My I'm, number I'm one. I'm curious, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, if, you've, if you've kept track of my list, you may have noticed a lot of AAA titles. Pokemon Go, yeah. PUBG, Hearthstone, Zelda. Like, you know, you guys have been talking a little bit about Undertale. And I know, you know, we talk a lot about indie games in our podcast as well. Well, my number one, I'll have you know, is an indie-developed game. And I would submit that this game is the single most important game of the last decade. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, it's yeah a, and, it's a, and it's a doozy. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flappy Bird. Oh, that's not what... <laughs> Flappy Bird? <laughs> what? 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 No. Flappy Bird? Flappy Bird. Are you fucking kidding <laughs> <getting> me? <laughs> Why Flappy Bird? Okay, let me break it I down. I thought you were gonna say you. Minecraft. Oh, let no. me break it down for you. Flappy Bird. Without Flappy Bird, okay, okay, we wouldn't know what to do with this smartphone right now. Like, <laughs> Flappy, look, you guys are developers, and we've done our our own sort of you know small hobbyist game development ourselves. Okay. I have almost finished putting a game into the mobile marketplace on iOS and Android. That whole market, the whole market of mobile games, specifically hyper-casual mobile games, was invented by Flappy Bird. Like, flat, before Flappy Bird, mobile, people were still trying to figure out how to create mobile games for smartphones. Like, smartphones were not that, well, you know, like, popular yet. You know, they had just come out a couple years before that. Yeah, and they weren't that, and they weren't that powerful either. They weren't that powerful. The the game industry didn't know what to do with the mobile gaming market. Then this guy comes and makes the stupidest fucking game ever invented. <laughs> it's a one-button press, and it's terribly, terribly difficult. And after Flappy Bird was, by the way, removed from the marketplace because he was getting so inundated with like praise that he couldn't handle it, by the way. So he just went like to, became a bajillionaire overnight. Or whatever, and took it off the marketplace, and now every it created a whole different style development called hyper casual mobile games that are now the most like revenue earning type of game on the smartphone you know gaming marketplace now. Like hyper casual games is it? Like that's what you do. That's what you create. You try to do the simplest game that's like one control that's repetitive and that gets people to watch ads and play games while they're on the shitter like that's the whole point of smartphone <laughs> gaming now and flappy bird started that all and for the last eight years that's been it so i don't know i feel like it's the most important game for for mobile game development in the decade 
What was that other game mm. that came out though? Like it came out. I feel like it came out roughly the same time where it was a um, a vertical platforming game where you bounced around. and You're like this little creature with a long nose. Um. Uh, I forget what the name. I don't remember what the name of the game was, but I remember that also being a very popular game around yeah. that time. There's a ton of Flappy Bird like ripoffs. And yeah. Well, it wasn't a Flappy yeah. Bird ripoff. It was the one where you're like essentially you have to jump on platform. Although I feel like maybe. It kind of like a lot of it mimicked a lot of like flash games, but it was one where you just jumped on the platform while going up, and if you missed a platform or hit something and you fell, then that was it, and then your score was whatever how high you got, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, th- like that type of game to me. Like I don't think people realized how successful it could be until Fiberbird. Maybe that's just me, but mm, yeah, it was early on in the decade, and I think it just blew the doors open on that market. And now it's to the point where it's like oversaturated. There's just there's just hundreds of thousands of these little one button press games trying to recreate that anomaly. So yeah, yeah, that's my number one. All right, my number one. Uh, I think <laughs> it's a very very important uh, game. It's no Flappy Bird, but uh, Minecraft is my game of the decade. Oh, uh, I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't, like, there is no other game that had such a huge audience, has been so influential, like, has, like, I, it, like, people are still, like, no, okay, <laughs> no one's still talking about Flappy Bird in 2019, right? But people are still playing and talking about Minecraft, like, ten years later now. Like, it's still uh, relevant. Yes, Minecraft yeah. has still been relevant, and, like, even for, like, For players our age, like, the relevancy, whatever. But, like, for kids, like, Minecraft is huge. Like, Minecraft is, like, everything to, like, gamers under 10 years old. Like, Minecraft is the end-all, be-all video game. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's my game of the decade. Minecraft. Good pick, good pick. Um, Mine has been mentioned. My number one. Because this was a game that... I kept finding myself putting many, many hours into. Uh, mine was Breath of the Wild. Uh, At the surprise of no one. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Are you surprised? Do I have a little bias? Maybe. But <laughs> I I found myself going, okay, I'm playing the game. You know, I got a bunch of shrines. I'm like, you know, I can go fight Ganon now. Let me go fight Ganon. But, you know, I haven't explored this one area over here, so let me go explore this area. Okay, okay, yeah, all right, all right. Yeah. I got a couple Koroks, yeah, I found a that, shrine. That's what happens in that game, and then, for all right, sure. All right, let me... Exploring is so like, fun. You want, yeah, so you want to go and finish... The, you want to be like, all right, let me finish the game. Let me get to the end of the story, yeah. and I can always go back yeah. and play the rest of it. Well, let me just check this one area out real quick. And then, uh, and then <laughs> I yeah. put so many fucking hours into that game. It's me ridiculous. Too, me too. Yeah. And... It was ah, it was just such a good game. Oh, granted, you know, people argue that it has its flaws, but every game does. But that was, I feel like, also a very inspiring game, and it really, it really brought. It, it's it's a game that brought Nintendo back from whatever yeah. downhill yeah. they were going on. That, that game and, single-handedly carried the Switch platform for several months. Yes. yes. And now the Switch yes. is like one of the biggest game systems yeah. of this year, of, of the past yeah. couple years. And uh, and it's it's going even stronger. And like the indie games, games coming out of it, on it are great. Um, 
the yeah. and they're I mean they're granted they're launching a bunch of older titles on it, but nonetheless, like people love the fact that hey I can take this thing out and play with it, and Breath of the Wild yeah. really just helped establish that, and it seems like Nintendo's like back on track with everything. Like hey look we're doing shit right again, so. Yeah, my number one is uh, Breath of the Wild. Nice. I feel All right. like I feel like I just have to mention an honorable mention uh-huh. because I, I thought one of you guys would get it, which is why I went with Flappy Bird. <laughs> no one mentioned it. Um, I do want to call out Skyrim, Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Oh, that wouldn't have been on my list. That is a game, like you just said, is still talked about, is still referenced in memes every day. <laughs> so many games are have Skyrim to thank for their formula, including Breath of the Wild. You know, like we've talked about part of, the, we felt a little bit of Skyrim in there. Like, that game is enormous, and it was released uh, in this decade as well. So, Yeah. I, I played Skyrim, and I feel like, I sometimes like just didn't know what to do in that game. <laughs> like it was, yeah, it, was yeah, yeah. it was a good game. It was a, lot. It was a good it was game, a lot, but there yeah. was a lot of side questing in that game. And sometimes yeah. I was like, "Wait, should I help him or should I kill him or should I?" Like, yeah, that freedom I though. I mean, I love it, uh, yeah. and I just killed so many random people, and I love it. Oh yeah, it's more more games like that, please. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's continue. So, uh, well, we we've got. We gotta we gotta narrow these down to five. We gotta hey James, you know, collab- yeah. Between me, you and me, four of our yeah. top five were the same fucking game. So. <laughs> were they? Did you yeah. also wait? Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. The only yeah, thing you didn't have was Dark. Souls. I had Mario. Yeah, I, I had Mario Maker. You had Dark Souls. I'll I'll fight tooth and nail for Dark Souls. That's gotta be on our top five of the decade mm. group collaboration. I don't know because I feel like, also feel like Mario Maker is a pretty pretty solid one because that that like brought uh, a lot of like oh people making like the super difficult levels and a lot of people i don't yeah. think i don't think mario maker makes the definitive top five no but, okay. no oh. not over dark souls really? okay mario, uh, like no. i souls love definitely. mario maker okay i i love mario maker spoiler alert uh for when we do next week's show mario maker might be making my top five yeah Ooh. but games of the decade i don't know okay yeah all right all right the last 10 years justin the last 10 years mario maker I don't think so. okay dark souls number one <laughs> not number one nah. I was no not, not number I one i was number one not minecraft okay number one Mike. Number no one. you're right you're right you're right yeah, minecraft no, number one if you're gonna say yeah games of the decades and not not taking okay. our okay our stuff into consideration Num- yeah number one minecraft number two breath of the wild yeah i'm okay with that i'm okay yeah. with that. Number three, Dark Souls. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm, I would be okay with that. Okay. Now I don't All know right. what to do with four and five. Well, Justin, you and I, the only... We both had Undertale and we both had Smash. I don't feel particularly strongly about either of those two games, though. Uh, the the only two I felt strongly about were Minecraft and Dark Souls. I feel like for I its would... significance as a forbearer to Fortnite, I have to throw in PUBG as, as an option for number four. It was very influential. I w- we would not have Fortnite without PUBG. I would only put Smash a little bit lower on the list because I feel like Smash is still growing. Like, yeah. I feel like it's not at its full potential. Um, but then again, you know, it's passing the decade, so... I mean, Undertale the past decade was a huge talked-about game. I don't even think Toby... That's a big one. Yeah, I don't even think Toby Fox expected it to be 
that big of a game. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone expected it to be that big of a game. Um, I'll be honest, guys. I'll be honest. I think I'm on the right track with PUBG for number four. And then I think for number five, I listen, listen, I love Smash. Don't get me wrong. We have done our fair share of Smashing. But I think Smash is something that is particularly special to the Good Games podcast cast members. Uh-huh. Yeah, I uh, recognize that Smash is like a very personal pick for me. Yeah, I feel like it is. And I feel like if you're being impersonal, you would give it to Undertale for the fifth spot. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, PUBG and Undertale. All right. I think that's that sounds like a definitive top five to me. All right, here we go. Good Games Podcast, Games of the Decade. Number five, Undertale. Number four, Player Unknowns Battlegrounds. Number three, Dark Souls. Number two, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And number one, Minecraft. That's perfect. That's a perfect yeah. list. Yeah. That's a good That's list. A good list. That's a good list. I don't disagree with any of those. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's a good one. All right. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. 2020. Last decade's under wraps. Yep. All right. Good stuff. Good. Those are uh, those are some good games. You know what? I would go back and play any of those games. Oh, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's find, another feel element like you got to consider. It's like, would you go back yeah. and play them? Yes, I would. I'd play every one of those games right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, endorsements. What are we, what are we endorsing? Uh, just a real quick endorsement here. I'm endorsing something I don't technically own yet, but okay. I did get my hands on one uh, this week, and it was my first time. Well, my second time really playing uh, a VR game, mm. but this time I got to put on the goggles of the Oculus Quest. Oh, how was uh, that? fan freaking tastic so the problem i have with vr um is that normally you are tethered to your hardware you have a computer or your console that your headset has to communicate with in some at some point you got a cord running from you to this other system Mm. i've seen people use Um, those like retractable leashes too for dogs in order to get it to hang (laughs) from the roofs so they can move around the room like yeah it's it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. I mean, it, people were doing what they had to do, and I get that. But the Oculus Quest is the obvious next evolution of where VR is going. And VR, I believe, is going to be huge. Um, so the Oculus Quest actually has houses the entire uh, hardware of the, that you need in the head, like the headrest or whatever it's called, the face, the goggles, yeah. the thing. The thing. <laughs> the mask. The mask. It all. It has the entire system in it. So literally all you need and all that comes in the box is the headrest and the controllers and they're wireless. Um, and you can play it anywhere. You could just boot it up. Um, you have to charge it, obviously. So, I mean, there's a, a wire for that. But, yeah, when you're ready to play, you're completely untethered. And that completely changes the way you play VR because there's these games that require a lot of movement or, like, they don't require a lot of movement. But if you can move a lot, it opens up like what's possible a lot more yeah and um dude this is just the first version right like in another couple years i think every headset for vr will be in a similar kind of wireless fashion i think it is the obvious next evolution of vr gaming and Mm -hmm. i liked it so much i have tried to find my hand uh, get my hands on an oculus quest which is sold out kind of like how switch was early on if you were to buy an oculus from the facebook's facebook's one who developed it from their website right now, you won't get it until February-ish. Yeah. Um, 
but I have been spamming and spamming. Uh, I have a little like now in stock alert going off, and uh, I did finally get my hands on a Best Buy uh, checkout page, and I have purchased my own Oculus. It comes in next week, so nice, very nice. I'll fill you guys in on on the full experience uh, as I deal more with it next week, hopefully on vacation. Yeah, that was. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I've been tempted by Beat Saber. That game's really fun. Yeah. Oh, that game is so much fun. Um, I, 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 there's a sword fighting game I really want to try out. There's some really cool shooters, and the fact that like shooting games now track your gun, so you can just move it however you want to to shoot the people and stuff is yeah. like, dude, this is the future, man. I played Super Hot. Super Hot's a pretty good one. Super Hot, yeah, like the dodging mechanics. Yeah. it's all great. Yeah, my my worry about that was um, whether or not the built-in hardware would be like strong enough to yeah. play these games. But I mean, from what it sounds like, it is. Oh, it's it was super smooth, no frame rate loss. The only thing you get from the Oculus Quest is a little bit of resolution loss, but yeah. it still more than suffices in my opinion. And obviously, the sales speak for itself. I mean, the game, the the system is super hyped, so. Yeah, and then we have the new uh, the new Half Life game coming out, right, Alex? That's yeah, and that's really what sealed the deal for me. It's like I gotta get a VR console to be able to play the new Half Life game. For yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm wondering if that was like a whole marketing marketing thing was to be like, let's Probably. launch a game that's VR exclusive, but it's also a Half Life game that people have been like going where you know we want more Half Life. Well, here it is, but you have to buy a VR system now to play it. Yep, there you go. That's the way to do it, man. Yeah. Um, uh, Justin, what do you have to endorse? Um, mine's a little tough. Mm. Uh, if I were to endorse anything, I would say <clears throat> do do your own damn Christmas. Mm. And what I mean mm. by this is when you have all your family, and I and and by the way, I'm saying this for, it, while inside my in-laws' house. Um, <laughs> the fact that everybody wants to, because as you guys know, I have a kid, and yeah. everybody wants to see the kid on Christmas Day, and I want to freaking shoot myself with how much it's like yeah. everyone's trying to plan around it. Be like, well, well, can you guys come back up and then visit our house and then go over here and then blah blah, and it's like, oh my god, I just want to snap my own neck. Um, so I endorse simply. Waking up in your own home and having your own Christmas and figuring out all the family stuff either before or after Christmas because it is an absolute headache. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, my yeah. family's driving me crazy. Um, <laughs> we finally, like, just the other day, finally made a settlement, which I'm not even sure if it's, like, set in stone. It, that may even change the plan. I don't know. And a peace treaty. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ceasefire. Um, so yeah. yeah, actually, me, me and James were just talking about this. I think right yeah, before the podcast I, started. I'm gonna second that endorsement. I, because I we, will third it. <laughs> we, we we don't even have a kid, but we did that last yeah. year. Like everyone wanted to see it. Like we we went to my uncle's house. We went to my yeah. parents. We went to her parents. Yeah. We went guys, back to guys, her parents on Christmas. I, we did like, it. We did it for five years before this yeah, year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was like so stressful. Like we weren't so even. We weren't even enjoying Christmas. We were just like driving. We spent more time like driving around than like actually yeah. spending Christmas. So like this year, we were just like, you know what? Christmas Eve, we're gonna see my parents. Christmas Eve, we're gonna see your parents. Yeah. And then on Christmas Day, 
We're gonna wake up and do absolutely nothing. We're not. Oh, leaving. Have your own We're not Christmas. leaving the house. Yeah, yeah. I am so yeah. excited. This is my first year doing that this week, yeah. so I'm pumped. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I will definitely second that endorsement. Yeah, do your own Christmas. Do your own Christmas. Do yes. your own Christmas. All right, what do you got, James? Uh, I this is a weird endorsement, and I think I've uh I, I've told both of you guys this before. Um. So I'm going to endorse, this is a weird one, I'm going to endorse, and and I promise I'm going somewhere with this, I'm going to endorse buying a Pixel 4 XL from the Google Store. Uh, oh, oh, I know this story. So yeah. I got, yeah. I got uh, whatever, um, my wife really wanted the new Pixel 4, and ki- it was kind of, sort of an early Christmas present, kind of, yeah. sort of, uh, we got, I got her the Pixel 4 XL. And, uh, you know, she got the phone, whatever. It's, it's a great phone. She's been enjoying it. About a week later, we get uh, notified that we had a FedEx delivery. And I'm like, did you order anything? She, uh, she was like, no, did you? And I'm like, no, I didn't order I'm like, well, you know what? We, we have a lot of friends. It's, it's Christmas time. Maybe somebody sent us something and, you know, didn't give us a heads up or whatever. Yeah. So whatever. Uh, we rescheduled delivery for the next day. We were working from home. Got the package. Had had my name on it. Open the package. It's another Pixel 4 XL, <laughs> like a second one. So like I Axe. went upstairs. I'm like, I was like, hey baby, I, did you order another one of these? Like I ordered the first one. Did you order another? She's no. And I was like, I didn't order this. So I'm like, oh god, did I get double charged? So like I, I double checked my bank account. I'm like no, they only charged me once. I double checked like my receipt from the Google store. No, they only. I only ordered one. Uh, we just got sent an extra Pixel 4 XL. Woo. So uh, I'm going to endorse buying a Pixel 4 XL from the Google store in the off chance that this random weird thing happens to you too. And you too <laughs> can get a duplicate Pixel 4 XL that right. I still don't really know what I'm going to do with. I don't know if I'm going to keep it for myself or just turn around and sell it. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, buy a Pixel 4 XL. Maybe you'll get two for the price of one. Who knows? Well, you, you know, my birthday's coming up, so. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, should I send you the extra? I mean, hey, it was free. Like. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's my endorsement. Um, do we have anything else? Man, I think that's it. I am ready right. to crash. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. This has been... Uh, it's been a weird, weird week with scheduling. And uh, yeah. next next episode... Hopefully we'll have it up before the end of the the end of the year. Uh, our next episode will be, as promised, our uh, review of Jedi Fallen Order and our top five games of the year. Uh, hopefully we can get that up before the end of the end of the year, um, and that will be our next episode. Yep. Uh, but for now, uh, for the Good Games Podcast, I am James. I'm Leo. And I'm Justin. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, before we stop recording, uh-huh. what? Um, do you think as a teaser for next episode... Mm-hmm. We could recreate that end credits song. No, nah, it's probably too hard to do over the internet. End credits song. The end credits song? What? Remember that one time we were like in the mall and I was like, 
The delay makes this so stupid. Yeah. 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 That was you can sing it out though. You can that was perfect. That was that was exactly what I wanted right there.